Hello everyone, welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. I am your host, Jeremiah Patterson. We have a special last note coming up ahead. But first, welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. And today we begin our special coverage on the South Carolina primary. I'd like to begin with an explanation of exactly what it is, how does it work, and how does this determine who gets the most delegates and who will get the nomination in July. And on that note, we begin. My apologies, we do not have that audio clip. However, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Welcome back after our quick break there. I just wanted to lay out this as a couple of announcements uh, before we head on to making our special projection. Uh, We'll make that projection when necessary. But I want to head on to this, uh, just a couple of special announcements. Yesterday was supposed to be the launch of our Black History Special on the Jeremiah Patterson Show, but that has been doubled down, and it has been doubled down from 12 people to now 4 people. That will launch at the end of the show, um, relatively close to the last note. However, it will be launching. Also, uh, the coronavirus, it has been transpiring and we'll be launching a very special episode on the coronavirus. Also on our YouTube channel on Tuesday, excuse me, not on Tuesday, but on Wednesday of next week, we'll be launching a very special because we'll be covering here on the podcast, live on the podcast, Fort Super Tuesday. And on that note, we shall take our next break. Introducing Tide Power Pods. With Cat and Nat. I love how much I can stuff into these machines. But that is such a large load. Don't the stains sneak through? Please. New Tide Power Pods can clean that whole situation. You just toss it in before the close. It's like two regular Tide Pods and then some power and then even more power. With 50% more cleaning power, even your large load got clean. How many kids do you have? Girl, I lost track. There's a lot of kids. Then there's a husband. Then there's me. That's a lot of clothes. The Jeremiah Patterson Show now projects Joe Biden as the winner of the South Carolina primary. Multiple news sources are now reporting this, including Reuters, NBC News, MSNBC, NBC News, CNN, and other multiple news sources, including the Washington Post. But once again, we are now reporting Joe Biden as the winner of the South Carolina primary. I wanted to ask you, uh, Liz and I are going to do some work around the house. Do you know any good contractors? I might. That's great. Can you check their qualifications? Uh, Make sure they have great reviews and research the average price for the job. Oh, and book them on Wednesday. Actually, make it Friday. It went in the water. You can't expect your neighbors to do everything HomeAdvisor can. So for a better way to get home projects done right, just ask HomeAdvisor. And we are now reporting on breaking news. Tom Steyer has suspended his campaign for the presidency of the United States. Once again, Tom Steyer has suspended his campaign. We know now, according to Reuters, the Washington Post, ABC News, the New York Times, and the AP News, also the New York Times, the Washington Post, my apologies, I just repeated myself there, and multiple other news agencies are now reporting uh, that Tom Steyer has suspended his campaign. We are going to quote... From Reuters. 
And we begin, quote, Billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer, a fierce critic of President Donald Trump, who had pushed early for his impeachment, abandoned his bid, bid for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination on Saturday after trailing in third place in the South Carolina primary, a campaign source told Reuters. Steyer, who poured hundreds of millions of dollars in his own money into his quest, dropped out of the race on the day of his strongest showing yet in a 2020 Democratic contest. Even so, he finished far behind winner Joe Biden in second place from, excuse me, in second place finisher Bernie Sanders. Quote, honestly, I can't see a path where I can win the presidency, Steyer told reporters in South Carolina. End quote. Um, I just like to alert you guys that this is not the mic that I've been using to uh, usually broadcast these, uh, usually to broadcast episodes on the Jeremiah Patterson show. The mic that you've been hearing a couple of days ago in a couple of past episodes has been this condenser mic. Uh, now, there will be better sound quality coming soon, but when I usually, when I do primaries or special reports like this, I usually use the lav mic. So this is the lavalier mic that you're hearing right now. I learned from my grandpa today that when a candidate drops out the race, they get to decide who they're, who they want their delegates to go to. So Tom Steyer has dropped out of the race. He can decide who he wants his delegates to go to tonight as we go on to Super Tuesday next week, which will, which we will be covering on the show. And so with that, uh, thank you so much for listening to this part of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. Our Black History Special begins next. Today is February 29th, 2020, the last day of Black History. And on that note, we begin. On November 30th, 1924, Shirley Chisholm was born in Brooklyn, New York, she is an American politician, and she was the first African-American woman to be elected to the United States Congress. Shirley Chisholm was the daughter of immigrants. Her father was born from British Guinea, now Guinea, and her mother from Barbados. She grew up in Barbados and in her native Brooklyn, New York, and graduated from Brooklyn College in 1946. While teaching nursery school and serving as the director of the Friends Day Nursery in Brooklyn, she studied elementary education in, Colum excuse me, in Columbia University and married Conrad Q. Chisholm in 1949 and divorced in 1977. An educated consultant for New York City Daycare Division, she was also active with community and political groups, including the National Association for the Advanced Advancement of Colored People, are also known as the NAACP, and her district's Unity Democratic Club. In 1964, 68, and in 68, she represented her Brooklyn district in the New York State Legislature. That was me quoting from the Encyclopedia Britannica. It was only in 1972 when Shirley Chisholm announced that she would be running for president of the United States. 
Mrs. Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to Congress, formally announced her candidacy today for the Democratic presidential nomination. She emphasized that her entry into a field crowded with males has nothing to do with her color or sex. ABC's Bill Zimmerman covered the story in Brooklyn, New York. Shirley Chisholm, who calls herself literally and figuratively a dark horse, went to tell her waiting supporters and the press what they already knew, that she is a candidate for president. Her husband, Conrad Chisholm, said he is prepared for the admittedly remote possibility that he could become the nation's first man. Yeah, there is a likelihood. How do you like that? It's a great idea. <laughs> I'll enjoy it. I know I will. <laughs> At the Concord Baptist Church in the heart of her 12th Congressional District, Mrs. Chisholm said she is a candidate of the people. I am not the candidate of black America, although I am black and proud. I am not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman, and I'm equally proud of that. I am not the candidate of any political bosses or fat cats or special interests. But Mrs. Chisholm indicated that she is not averse to a little politics herself and hopes to be a power broker if, as expected, she fails to capture the Democratic nomination. I want to be in a position where all of those forces in America that have never had any real input into who is going to be the chief executive of this land will have me as their instrument namely blacks, women, young, Spanish-speaking peoples, and therefore, in the most beautiful possible bloodless revolution at the Democratic National Convention, we can get together a ticket that is reflective of all different segments that make up this great land called America. It is a long and rough way from this modest brick house in Brooklyn to the big white one at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington. Shirley Chisholm doesn't really expect to get that far, but she does intend to raise some dust along the Chisholm Trail. Bill Zimmerman, ABC News in Brooklyn. This is Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to Congress, formally announced... In 1972, Shirley Chisholm made history when she ran for president. She was not only the first woman to run for president, excuse me, not the first woman, not only the first black woman to run for president, making history, but her campaign was full of persistence and ambition and ready to win the White House. Her campaign slogan was, quote, unbought and unbossed. When a black woman ran for the White House, the Congresswoman tried to win the White House by consolidating the black vote and the woman's vote, but she ran into trouble. Bring us together. That was her campaign slogan. Vote Chisholm, 1972. Unbought and unbossed. And we now quote from the Smithsonian Magazine. Quote, Her head was barely visible above the forest of microphones. It was 1972 and Shirley Chisholm was announcing her historic run for the White House, challenging fellow Democrats George McGovern, Hubert Humphrey, Edmund Muskie, Henry M. Jackson, and George Wallace. Quote, I am not the candidate of black America, although I am proud, I, excuse me, although I am black and proud. I am not the candidate of the woman's movement of this country, although I am a woman and I am equally proud of that. End quote. Shirley Chisholm may not have 
won the White House or made history as the first black female president. But she made history when she ran. She made history when she announced her candidacy as the first black female to run for president of the United States. Challenging a couple of other people up for that nomination as well. And it was just 1972, about 46 years ago, she announced her nomination. And that is Shirley Chisholm. Kobe Bryant was born on August 23, 1978, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When his family returned to Philadelphia in 1991, Kobe joined the Lower Moron High School basketball team, leading it to the state's championships four years in a row, with an eye on the NBA. He also started working out with the 60 Sixers, excuse me, with the 76ers. We all remember that fateful day when we received the devastating and astonishing news that Kobe Bryant had passed. He was a basketball superstar who achieved global fame with two Olympic gold medals and five NBA titles during 20 years at the LA Lakers. The Guardian quotes, Kobe Bryant, who has died aged 41 in a helicopter crash, was a basketball phenomenon, a transcendent, if enigmatic, superstar whose rare talent bridged the gap between Michael Jordan and LeBron James in America's National Basketball Association, the NBA, and in the global sports basketball has become. Bryant had retired only three years prior to his death. After a 20-year career in the NBA, all of it with the league's most glamorous team, the Los Angeles Lakers, with whom he signed his first contract when he was only 17 years old. Kobe Bryant will be remembered, and Kobe Bryant was an extraordinary player. His funeral was held on February 7th, and it was not that long ago that a memorial service was held at the Staples Center. This is a sad day, but it is also a celebration of life, of their lives. Friends, family, and fans of Kobe Bryant gathered at the Staples Center in Los Angeles on Monday to celebrate the life of the basketball legend and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, who died in a helicopter crash in January. Well, you, you picked the wrong person to guide you through. I'm going to tell you that right now. Kobe's friend and MC for the ceremony, Jimmy Kimmel, choked up as he delivered his opening remarks. I don't think any of us could have imagined this. The late-night talk show host touched on the impact Kobe's life and death has had worldwide. Everywhere you go, you see his face, his number, Gigi's face, 
CD's number in Kobe's hometown, Philadelphia, in Italy, in India, the Philippines, China, New York, Phoenix, Boston, for God's sake. In places where he would be booed on the court, Kobe is missed. Attendees received these t-shirts as well as a program with sweet photos of the daddy-daughter duo. Even the tickets honored the two and included Psalm 23 on the back. The crowd erupted in the first of several impromptu chants for Kobe. And Vanessa Bryant received a standing ovation as she took the stage, which was surrounded by 35,000 red roses. wasn't a dry eye in the house as the 37-year-old talked about her baby girl. Kobe always said she was me. She had my fire, my personality, and sarcasm. She was tender and loving on the inside. She had the best laugh. It was infectious. It was pure and genuine. And she reflected on the mother-daughter moments she won't get to share with Gigi. I won't be able to tell her how gorgeous she looks on her wedding day. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me or have babies of her own. Then. Kobe Bryant will be missed in his extraordinary talent as an NBA basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers was extraordinary. Kobe Bryant, a legend, a basketball star, and an amazing person. And now we continue our special Black History coverage with the Honorable James Clyburn, a United States Congressman. James Enos, or Jim Clyburn, was born on July 21st, 1940, in Sumter, South Carolina, to Enos Lloyd Clyburn, a fundamentalist minister, and Almenta Clyburn, a beautician. Clyburn was elected president of the NAACP youth chapter when he was 12 years old, wow, that's amazing, and went on to help organize many, many civil rights marches and demonstrations as a student leader at South Carolina State College, now South Carolina State University, where he graduated in 1962 with his BS degree in history. My favorite subject. He later attended the University of South Carolina Law School and the historymakers.org quotes, Upon graduation from South Carolina State College, Clyburn was hired as a social studies teacher at C.A. Brown High School in Charleston, South Carolina. From 1965 to 1971, he worked as an employment counselor 
a director of youth programs and led the South Carolina Farm Workers Commission. As a congressman, Joe Gl excuse me, Jim Clyburn was elected co-president of his of his freshman class in 1993 and was unanimously elected chair of the Congressional Black Caucus in 1998. In 2008, he won an election among three House members to serve as vice chair of the House Democratic Caucus. Clyburn rose to victory as a position of the caucus chair in, in January 20, excuse me, in 2006 and in 2007 as well. He became the first South Carolinian to serve as a House Majority Whip. In 2011, he became the Assistant House Democratic Leader and the third-ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives. Joe Biden did indeed win uh, South Carolina, the South Carolina primary today. And Jim Clyburn endorsed Joe Biden. Here's that clip now from Newsy. Just days before the South Carolina primary, one of the state's most influential lawmakers says he's voting for Joe Biden. House Majority Whip James Clyburn announced his highly anticipated endorsement of the former vice president on Wednesday. Clyburn's opinion is revered in South Carolina. He's the man behind the state's annual fish fry that draws thousands of people and is a must-stop event for presidential candidates. He's been representing South Carolina's 6th District since 1993. As a majority whip, he's the third highest ranking Democrat in the House, and he's the highest ranking African American in all of Congress. The endorsement is expected to give Biden's campaign a boost heading into Saturday's primary. Biden is popular among black voters, who make up a majority of the state's Democrats, but his lead in the polls here has been dwindling for months. And after disappointing finishes in Iowa and New Hampshire, a win in South Carolina would put Biden in a much better position going into Super Tuesday. All right, and with that, we shall take our break for the final person of our special Black History coverage. You're listening to The Jeremiah Patterson Show. Former California Attorney General Kamala Harris became the second African-American woman and the first South Asian-American to earn election to the U.S. Senate. In 2019, she announced her candidacy for the 2020 presidential race. And on that note, we begin with Kamala Harris. Biography.com says, quote, Who is Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris was born on October 20th, 1964 in Oakland, California, after attending Howard University and the University of California's Hastings College of the Law, she embarked on rise through she embarked on a rise through the California legal system, emerging as a state attorney general in 2010. Following the November 2016 elections, Harris became just the second African American woman and the first South Asian American to win a seat in the U.S. Senate. She declared her candidacy for the 2020 U.S. presidential election on Martin Luther King Day 2019, but dropped out of the race before the end of the year. I was astonished when Kamala Harris dropped out of the race. I believe it was December? December? Yes. Um, so I was being picked up from school by my grandmother. I got back home, and we were in the car, 
And I started going through my phone because you know how in, in school, your some schools require you to turn your phone off because you're not allowed, you're not allowed to have the school. You're not excuse me, you're not allowed to have your phone out in school, or you're not allowed to be on your phone in school. So I just got back on my phone. I was looking through my notifications there, and all of a sudden I see it's notification from CNN or a different news source saying Kamala Harris has dropped out of the race. I was completely astonished um, because I believed I believed at that point I was like, okay, yes, yes. Completely, Tom's, I mean, not Tom Steyer, Kamala Harris can win this race. She can be Donald Trump. And you know what? I would love to see a woman in the White House. And I, I didn't even know a part of her nationality was South Asian. So I just learned that by quoting from this biography.com website. And the website goes on to say, quote, on January 21st, 2019, during a Martin Luther King Day Jr. Day interview on Good Morning America, California Senator Kamala Harris announced she was running for president in 2020. One of the top Democratic candidates, Harris joined a field that already included Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand in a bid to push President Donald Trump from the White House after one year term. Kamala Harris is an extraordinary person and she has done lots of great things. And she is she's she was a US senator. In November 2016, Harris handily defeated Congresswoman Loretta Sanchez for a US Senate seat from California, thereby becoming just the second African American woman and the first South Asian American woman to enter the Senate. Harris joined the Chamber's Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, Select Committee on Intelligence, Committee on the Judiciary, and Committee on the Budget. She has supported a single-payer health care system and introduced legislation to increase access to outdoor recreation sites in urban areas and provide financial relief in the face of rising house costs. Harris has also made a name for herself from her spot on the Judiciary Committee, particularly for her pointed questioning on Brett, of Brett Kavanaugh, uh, my apologies here, of Brett Kavanaugh, who faced accusations of sexual assault after being nominated by, excuse me, after being nominated for, for Supreme Court Justice in 2018. And of then Attorney General Jeff Sessions during a 2017 hearing that delved into alleged collusion between the Trump team and Russian agents. Kamala Harris was also a California Attorney General. She ran for president and she is currently a senator. The first, the second black senator in the United States and the first South Asian American senator in the United States. Woman to run for Congress. Kamala Harris, Kobe Bryant, Jim Clyburn, and Shirley Chisholm. All right, if you go to Himalaya.com slash celebrity slash Andrew Johnson dash Johnson, um, you will find that our podcast is number three, the best Andrew Johnson podcast. And I was not expecting this. On Monday, when I posted that episode about the Andrew Johnson podcast, I was like, okay, obviously, the impeachment of Andrew Johnson. It's a Monday. No one's going to listen to this. Bam. Look at that. Number three. 
the 10 best Andrew Johnson podcasts, plus 500,000 plus podcasts about the impeachment of Andrew Johnson. So, wow, I'm astonished by that. And I'm also amazed. And I also should be congratulating myself. I mean, that's awesome. That's amazing. I mean, I write these scripts for the show. I try to inform you and give you as much as information as I can by putting it into perspective and bringing people on the show to help make sense of it. But this is, this is astounding. And I want to thank you guys every day for listening to this show, The Jeremiah Patterson Show, for listening to specials, news coverages, and regular Saturday shows. And on that note, I conclude our coverage of the South Carolina primary and our Black History Special. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. I hope all of you have a great weekend. See you on Super Tuesday. Don't forget to listen to our special coverage of uh, the coronavirus on Thursday. However, if you would want to watch a sooner coverage of it, it will be broadcasted on our YouTube channel on Wednesday. Thank you everyone once again for listening. Have a great weekend and remember to stay positive and inspired.